Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup podcast. I'm Joe. Thank you so much for listening in today. Today we have something uh, a lot shorter than usual, about a third of the length of one of our usual episodes, and also something a little bit different. We didn't have a webinar last week because I was off moving house. And so instead we did something different. We got some questions from the community on your burning SEO problems. We then pitched these problems to the team at Hrefs and Patrick Stocks, who's one of their ambassadors, uh, took the time to answer your questions, the questions that the community had asked uh, on all topics of SEO, which included everything from rebranding to chat GPT uh, and, and to link building and, and many, many other things. It was a really useful 18 minutes and uh, hopefully something you'll enjoy. With all that said, I'm actually just going to get out of the way because this is a short, sweet, quick episode. So a big thank you to the team at Hrefs for standing up and volunteering themselves for this session. I really hope you enjoy it. And if you'd like to skip ahead to different parts of the session, then if you head to the Marketing Meetup website and our blog, you'll be able to see which questions are listed and at what time they feature in the video. With all that said, enjoy and I'll see you very soon. Hey everyone, I'm Patrick Stocks from Ahrefs and I've got a lot of questions from y'all. Let's see if I can answer these. So first question, my company has a website built using Bootstrap Framework and we're finding SEO quite challenging. I'm doing the more common work of on-page keyword optimization, etc., but I'm still struggling getting too far. Any tips? Are there any best practices specifically that I should look at? Well, Bootstrap's just another responsive framework. Uh, typically, it's not going to be any kind of a limitation. Um, you know, check your headings, check your titles. But if you're struggling, I am kind of doubting it's Bootstrap. I'd really be looking at how you're targeting your content and the quality of your content. Question two, what's the one thing we should do, do more of change, stop in an effective 2023 SEO strategy? Uh, well, don't go chasing anything new. Really, what you have to do year after year in SEO is the basics. Do the basics better than anyone else and you're going to be successful. That means like plan your content, your content strategy, write the content, internally link it, promote the content, and even improve the content. You know, your rankings won't always stay exactly the same. So sometimes you need to refresh your content a bit. Um, the next two questions are kind of along the same lines. What are the first three triage points of SEO? If you had to say, start here, then do this and this, what would they be? Uh, what are the most important factors to consider when setting up a new website to give you the building blocks to work from? Again, focus on that content, the links, uh, do the basics really well. I can't emphasize that enough. The, the most successful companies out there, it's not that they're uh, typically innovating any crazy new strategies or doing this one amazing thing. It, it's there really are like they've got processes in place and they're just getting it right time and time again. 
If you're a small business, is there any point at all in using the most popular keywords, phrases on your site as competition from bigger businesses means the likelihood of appearing on the first page is slim? Is it better to solely focus on long tail keywords or phrases? This is really uh, almost a personal choice or a balance. Yeah, you're going to have more success with the long tail um, in the near term. But if those short tail terms are something you want to target, eventually, <laughs> there's no better time to start than now. Uh, so it's, it's really going to be up to you and kind of when you expect to see success. If you want more immediate success, yeah, long tail starting. Uh, if you know you're going to want to play in the market with the 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 lot the head terms, then you know at some point you're going to have to go after that. But it's your choice when you do that, really. Uh, the next question is actually very similar. The right mixture between long and short tail keyword targeting, considering budget and resources as well as timeline. There's just not a definitive answer to this if you have extra resources if you know you're going to go after them eventually then you have to decide when is best for you um there, there's it's going to work different with different companies it's going to depend on how much you hit the mark right to start with versus a few iterations to get it right there's no right answer for this one how can you regularly measure SEO and keep track of it all? And what data is useful to track for a software as a service business? Uh, those are going to be two different things. So data for a software as a service business, you're probably looking at revenue, account growth, leads, lifetime value, customer satisfaction. Uh, for SEO, it's going to vary wildly. It depends on who you're reporting to. You know, if it's uh, stakeholders, owners of the company, management, uh, as close as you can get to revenue, whether that is revenue or leads, conversions, um, traffic value, uh, they rarely want the details. Whereas if your contact is an SEO in-house, they may want more details on like traffic, keywords, uh, even like competitor data to see like what's working well for them. So this is going to vary so much. I don't really have a great way of answering that. If you are considering a rebrand, but also considering bringing an SEO agency on board to help with lead gen, what should come first? Is there a way to still bring authority to the current website and ensure that if a rebrand and new website happens, that all the hard work from SEO activities isn't lost? Yes. Uh, 301 redirects will take any of the value from the old site as far as like link signals and stuff to the new site. Uh, you can also use the migration tool in Google Search Console. Um, you'll typically see a period of flux during the migration. You might be down for like a few weeks, but then everything should be uh, fine after that. Uh, as far as what the agency should focus on, I would say future state rather than current state. You know, uh, if you're not going to be reusing the template from the site, don't focus on any uh, template changes. Um, you, they could go ahead and start looking at anything with the new site or internal linking. Uh, any external links or anything like that is should carry over, but I wouldn't be making huge website changes 
on the current website if if that really is not going to carry over uh but any content they want to create like that kind of stuff should carry over why should i pay for seo when i could just pay for google ppc <laughs> uh it's a fair question but really very few people click on ads i don't think a lot of people realize that um we have a lot of click data metrics and Depending on the niche, the keyword, it's like three to 20% click on ads. The rest all goes to organic. I, I think the official average that's been mentioned is 6% go to ads. Well, that's 94% that go to organic. That's a lot bigger opportunity that you're not having to constantly pay for. Uh, so like SEO it's going to drive a lot of long-term value. If you just stop paying, um, you probably maintain some of that value. Whereas paid is just, it's gone. You just keep paying and you're paying uh, typically more for a lesser share of the market. When is it time to decide to retire old or unsuccessful content? Uh, I wouldn't retire it unless it really serves no purpose. If it was unsuccessful, um, what's probably needed is just update it. You know, I'll, I'll usually give a post about six to 12 months or so before uh, I will update it, like just to kind of see how it's doing. Um, actually a good point there. I have a whole like content audit process. It's on the Ahrefs blog. It's pretty in-depth. The decisions that you have to make when you're like, do I actually get rid of this? Do I merge it with something else? Uh, should I update it? I was trying to keep it simple here, but if you want, there's a huge like flow chart with the entire decision process. I can send that to you if you message me. What type of content works best for SEO? Short form, long form, blog content, data leg content, video, photo galleries. This is another one that's uh, it's interesting. There's no right answer. Um, you want to rank for like, what is X? Short form content works for that. Uh, long form can rank for a lot of different things. Data leg content, usually pretty good for getting links. Uh, video can be a completely different market. Some people's preference is reading. Some people's preference is watching something. So all of that can work. <laughs> Absolutely. What is the best way to describe the importance of SEO in a marketing strategy to peeps who don't understand the mechanics of it? Uh, <laughs> They don't really need to know the mechanics. They need to know what's important for them. So again, if you're like uh, reporting to st any kind of stakeholders or something, what they care about is how does this make us more money? Like what's the revenue? What's the conversion? Uh, what are you going to bring to the table? And like, why are you important? That That's really all they want to know. They don't, they don't need to know the intricate details or anything. What specific data analytics should we be challenging our SEO marketing agencies on for maximum impact? Uh, the number one thing I like to show, I used to be in-house uh, at a major corporation. The number one thing I would take to like product teams or stakeholders would be literally the top pages. Show your competitors most successful content, and especially if you don't have content like that. 
Um, you know, we have the top pages report in Ahrefs. Uh, you can even aggregate this across a bunch of competitors and basically create a view of what's uh, the most valuable content in your entire niche. Like that's that's a powerful thing to bring to someone to say like, this is what you should focus on. Like, let's create this content that's already driving value to our competitors. A uh, more simple view of that would be like a content gap report. Uh, you could even do the same thing with links, like with a link intersect or, you know, same kind of process to find like common links in your niche that you uh, may not have. So like what, what links that a bunch of your competitors have that you don't, that those are links you can probably get that are likely driving uh, value for your competitors. In modern search is buying authoritative, high organic traffic websites and redirecting them and keyword mapping them professionally still an effective strategy to deliver results. Let's say I have website A, it's high traffic and good position in SERPs, but I come across website B, which is similar. Should I buy website B and amalgamate them by redirecting website B to website A? That's an interesting question. Um, if you can afford to buy them, yes. <laughs> uh, this is actually a pretty common enterprise strategy. It involves mergers and acquisitions. Uh, the easiest way to rank for something is to like buy a website or a company that hardly ranks for it. <laughs> Sounds crazy, but like that that happens all the time. Um, you also have another option. Uh, if you've now got, if you already have a page that ranks and now you've bought another site and it's also ranking, you could just leave them both up there. I think it's not super well known, but there are a lot of niches where the top, I, I would say like six, seven of the top 10, at least in some of these niches are all owned by the same company. So basically they're there in the search results many times, giving them many opportunities to capture more of these leads and more revenue. So maybe look at where you are ranking, decide whether it's better to combine or, you know, if you've already got a couple that are ranking well, maybe it's better to just leave them alone, like, and, and have multiple sites there. My question is what's going on here? Search for my client's URLs, returning a title, meta description, and site links to another clinic site. The title and URL still point to arg.co.nz, but the other site links go to another site altogether. I looked at this um, and the query itself was for the domain, arg.co.nz. And it is exactly as this person described, uh, where another domains uh, shows up in the site links. I think this is happening simply because the business names are so similar, um, but I didn't see this happening for any normal queries outside of that like domain name query. So I'm not sure I would really focus on this. Um, I, I didn't see it happening for any any other queries except for this. So it's weird. It's Google getting it wrong. Um, you know, there's no links. There's nothing I can see that really causes this other than the names of these two companies are extremely similar. So Google might be saying like, oh, we think they're the same one, blah, blah, blah. But they're not doing it for a normal query. So don't focus on that, I would say, until it really becomes a problem.
Of course, an AI question. What are your top tips for embracing AI tools such as ChatGPT to aid in the process of creating authentic and well-optimized content? <laughs> Anything coming from uh, ChatGPT is not going to be authentic or well-optimized. Um, I don't think these models are good enough yet to like just trust them. Uh, you could use them as a starting point for creating outlines, maybe. Um, but it's it's not that different than uh you know an inexperienced writer just rehashing content from other websites except that it's going to get facts and information wrong <laughs> so it's kind of worse than that um if you're going to do this i would say you probably need to fact check them edit them for a lot of issues and then add your own expertise and insights um in which case it's still a lot of work and maybe didn't save you any time. That That's the position I'm in now using these is I don't feel like I would get much out of it. But if you find a way to use it that does save you time, obviously do it. Uh, I just don't think like chat GPT is quite there yet. Maybe next gen. Scenario, you create a well-optimized piece of content that features prominently within the site architecture. Would you recommend next steps to improve the ranking? Uh, still be to build some trusted backlinks to the article or something else. If backlinks, do you have any recommendations? I would do internal links first uh, because it's your site, you control it. Uh, then external, sure. Um, for backlinks, probably just start looking at uh, the similar content that's already ranking and what links they have. See if there's anything there that's useful to you that you can replicate. First, in managing my own website, if a blog story starts to fall in the rankings on a given keyword, what can we do to disrupt that story to get it going back up? Or should we just give up on that post and create a new story? Uh, I wouldn't just give up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rewrite it. It's usually a lot easier to just update it. So look at what's ranking above you. Um, see why it might be. Is there like new info? Did someone organize that info better? Um, did they add their own like stories or unique expertise or insights? Did they just summarize it better? I, I'd almost always update my post before trying to create a new one. Second, all of my efforts are on earned search, but if I use paid, which I never do, to get in those top slots, does that help me in the earned, or do I go back to where I was on earned when I stopped paying? So paid isn't a direct ranking factor. It's not like you pay for ads, you're suddenly going to start ranking better. Uh, over time, it could have some secondary impacts, though, because it does help with awareness. It's the same as like social media, not direct, but... You know, people see this post, uh, let's say a journalist sees your post and includes a link in their article. Another blogger sees it, includes a link in the article. Same with paid. Um, so that that extra awareness can help with extra exposure, shares, uh, links over time. But it's not that if you just stop paying, you're going to fall back down. It's just you may not grow as much as you would if you were using that, those channels. And last question, organic traffic's declining. Where to start? Uh, 
just look at why it's declining, uh, what pages are dropping, what keywords are dropping, uh, then try and figure out like why that might be, you know, uh, it could have been, there was an algorithm update. It could be that uh, competitors simply like used your content and wrote something better. Uh, it could be someone created new content that's, that's better than your current content. So just, I would say if you're declining, just start looking at why that would be what's declining and why. All right. That's all the questions. Uh, thank you all. Hope this helped message me, uh, on Twitter. If you want, I'm at Patrick stocks, S T O X. And I can answer any more questions you have. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>